wow, you are in for such a treat today because I have an amazing animal communicator that I am speaking with today. Her name is Nicole Elizabeth, and this was one of the most fun conversations I have ever had, and I don't even have any pets, okay, and I only have maybe a couple of pets that I have had in my life that passed away, and there was one that I really felt more drawn to and connected to the others, but for all of you fur mamas out there and fur daddies and that kind of stuff, oh my gosh, you are totally going to fall in love with Nicole, and you are going to learn a lot about communicating with animals and it's really fascinating too because Nicole is also like a Reiki um, master I believe in um, animals and that kind of stuff so yes she is definitely and she's also so many things so a couple of things about her is that she studied animal communication at Arthur Findlay College okay so if you don't know Arthur Findlay that is a place out of the UK that is what people call now the modern day um, mugwarts. Is that what it is? Is that where Harry Potter is? I don't watch Harry Potter, but it's basically like that kind of school because you can learn all sorts of spiritual development. So even though she's based in Australia right now, she was actually able to study animal communication there. However, as you're going to learn about her, she's one of those ones that kind of picked it up kind of early and easily in life. And she's always felt this connection to animals. So whether or not you do or do not feel a connection to animals, I feel like you are totally going to feel more connected after you listen to this episode because like I said, I don't really feel connected that much with animals, but after this, like I swear to God, it makes me just want to go to like PetSmart and start trying to talk to them. And if you know me, I can talk to animals that have been passed on, but like talking to real life animals does not work for me. However, Nicole did give me some insight awesome insight on some tips on why that may not be happening for you. Some reasons why you might not be getting anything back or it seems like you're not getting anything back when you talk to your pet. However, I have to tell you one more thing before we dive into this conversation. And that is, it was divinely guided that I talked to Nicole on the day that I spoke to her. Because it was insane, the kind of things that were happening. And one of them was, right before this podcast interview, I had a reading. And, you know, I was giving a reading. And this person really wanted mediumship. And I had read her before, and I brought through a lot of people. You know, we laughed because it seemed like a lot of the people I brought through were actually for her husband, who may or may not be really open to this. So I think that it was some of his... um past loved ones coming through to try and get him to be a little more open. However, it was her dog that she wanted to talk to. So we spent basically the whole entire reading talking to her dog. And it was like so much fun because her dog was a really, really fun dog. Um, but it was really, really cool. And then all of a sudden, like her guinea pig showed up in the reading too. And I was like, okay, this is hilarious. And it was so funny because she had been just talking about the guinea pig that morning. And it was really funny because it's like spirits like, yeah, we're bringing these things together. And the other story that I wanted to tell you is because I really feel like animals are really trying to reach out to us now at like an all time high. All right. Like there is a reason why they're really reaching out to you. You know, it could be because you're going through a rough time. It could be because we're just raising the vibration of this planet. 
I was even talking to Nicole, I got a text from my sister, which number one, my little sister, my little sister like never texts me, right? And she was asking for a reference, like if I, she could use me as a reference, I'm like, of course, right? I didn't know at the time until I got off of talking with Nicole and my readings for the day, but she was wanting a reference because she wanted to adopt a dog. And so all of a sudden, during this time with her, I looked down and um, I didn't know it at the time, but the picture was actually of a dog that she wanted to adopt. So I'm like, oh my God, that is so crazy. What's even crazier is that I went on to another reading. And like I said, my sister had texted me and I didn't see the picture yet. And I went on to the next reading and I felt this dog coming through and get this, the dog looked exactly like in my vision, like the one that she had just texted me, even though uh, my sister had just texted me, even though I had no idea that she just texted me that picture. So it's just more confirmation. And on this episode of spirit stories, I am going to be talking about really, really cool stories, some that happened very recently that I cannot wait to share with you that involve animals talking to you like through the beyond, you know what I mean? Giving spirit signs and things like that to you. So definitely, if you want to hear some more of those heartwarming stories, stay tuned on Friday Spirit Stories Edition. But until then, I really, really am so, so, so happy that you are here because we're going to dive into the conversation with Nicole right now. Hey, Nicole, so happy that you are here talking with me today. Thank you. Thank you for having me. It's a real treat to be on, um, you know, a podcast and talking about animal communication. Oh my gosh, yes, especially because of me, because um, people are always trying to say, oh, what is my animal talking about? And I'm like, oh no, I don't, I don't really do animals. <laughs> and so that's why I was like, okay, I need to get a professional on here to really talk to us about animal communication. So yep. what is it that you do? You communicate with animals? Are they alive? Mm-hmm. Are they past? Mm-hmm. What do you okay. do? Let me explain. I love going on little tents. You may have to rein me in every now and then um, because I love to talk. I love to talk about animals. Um, so I connect with animals living and past so um, my first experience though with an animal was a living animal and we just communicate and I thought that was normal as you do you know people that are sort of that way inclined tend to just see things hear things and whatnot Um, but in addition to my animal communication I also have a a registered non-profit um, farm animal sanctuary and rescue so It's actually come in handy because, you know, you can talk to the animals and explain what's going on and then they can teach me. So they've taught me a lot just in their behaviours and, you know, generally there's a message behind the behaviour. It's not just, um, you know, I'm going to just be naughty today. (laughs) Generally there's a reason, you know, animals are the purest form of unconditional love. So if all of a sudden their behaviour changes, there's there's a reason. And so that's what I try and get to. Now, some people believe in animal communication, some people don't believe in animal communication, and that's totally fine. Um, But, you know, I have a lot of animals and I've had a lot of connections around the world. And, you know, some people that are, you know, quite in tune can actually say to me, I know when you're talking to my animal because it started to calm down. And they generally, you know, go quiet to speak to me and they've been on the other side of the world. So time is not of a sorry, time and distance is of no consequence, I guess you could say, in this 
working yeah. in this in this way. Yeah, um, kind of like how I do, me- you know, we do mediumship and some of my listeners are, you know, practicing and developing psychic mediums, the same exact thing as like you connecting to an energy. Is that how you would say? Yeah, you're connecting yeah. to them on a soul level. Yes. Yeah, it is. It's so what I do is I sort of I have my think of it as in tuning into a radio station. That's the best way I've heard of some, And it's not my description. It's actually someone else described. It. I'm like, oh, that is how you do it. So, you know, I like to know their name because I think it's rude not knowing your name. I don't want to talk to someone without knowing their name, mm-hmm. um, their name, uh, their owner's name and, you know, their age and whether they're living and past. And so I sort of put that out there and sort of dial in it's like you dial into a radio station you go oh you need to go to 92.7 go to 92.7 that type thing and then you connect and you try and build up the rapport and some animals are like oh my god you'll never guess this person did this (laughs) and then and others are like how are you what do you want sorry (laughs) you know like they're just so different and I had yeah and I love how you, you said like your first time you ever communicated with an animal, it was like alive and you were like, I just communicated. Like, what was that like? Was it telepathically or like, did you get any sensations? How was that like? Can you t- yeah, tell well, us the story? Too. Tell the story. Okay. So yeah, for me, sorry. it was when I was little, like little, little. And I've tried to pinpoint over the years. I'm like, okay, when did this start? How did this start happening? And because I do remember a point where all of a sudden I, I started seeing people walking in my house or, you know, spirits just coming in. And um, and then I thought, oh, that's right. When I was little, I had a near-death experience and nearly drowned. And I remember being in the pool, looking up at everyone. Everyone was around me. It was like at an amusement park. And I was like, oh, well, I'm going to die. And I was okay with that. It was peaceful. I, I don't know. Like, I feel like as an adult, if I had that experience, I would panic. But as a child, and I was young, like three, four, very young. But I remember it clearly. And then it was that point. And I even remember the conversation that my dad had afterwards because it was my dad was meant to be looking after me. Um, so I blame him. Um, but then, <laughs> and then it was after, after that. And we got, uh, my mum got us cats. My sister and I had a cat each. And my cat was the wild cat, you know, the cat that would beat up the other cat. Um, and, you know, she was very stubborn and strong and pretty much me. Um, and even as a child, I was like that. And so, I just talked to her. You know, as kids, you sort of just, you talk to your dolls, you talk to your whatever. And I talked to her and I just feel it. It's if I felt it. And I'm not necessarily, I'm not sure if I really heard it, but I would say to her, can you go and meet me here? You know, I'm or when we, we had her from little to when I was a teenager. So when we started going to school and we'd be walking to school, she'd walk us to the, it was really bad actually, walk us to near the highway and she'd sit. And I'd say, okay, you, ha- you can't go any further. You have to stay there. And she would. And we'd go to school and she'd go home. And then in the afternoon, I'd sort of, I did it without realising it. And I'd put it out to her, okay, Elizabeth, that's why Nicole Elizabeth, um, I'm coming home, I'll be home soon. And she would sit in the, right, the same spot and she'd wait for us and then she'd walk us home. And I'd be able to do that if we're out playing and I'd say, oh, it's raining, you need to go home. And she'd go home. Um, well, and you would do this in your mind? In my mind, yeah. Oh, my gosh. Now, do yeah. you believe that everyone can do this or with practice, with the right training? I feel like everyone is connected to a pet. And the reason I say that is because, you know, when you've got a pet and you may be thinking, you know, you may be doing something and all of a sudden your pet walks in, you're like, yes, got to feed you. You don't 
like you don't know that you've just picked up on something. The animal's coming in and going, do you know the time? Um, (laughs) But you do because it's pushing. Animals are telepathic in their own world. They have to be to survive. But so they're so good at pushing out energy and thought. And we're the ones that don't always know how to receive the information. So most animals, you know, you always get that one animal in your life. You could have multiple animals and you're like, this one animal I was so connected with because you felt it and you just didn't know that you're communicating, connecting to this animal. So well, all of them, but you know when there's that special animal in your oh. life. So anyone can do it. Um, it can be very difficult going and doing it for the public, as you know, because you can get some people that just want to um, prove you wrong sometimes, especially when you're starting out, and that can be difficult to deal with. So a lot of people learn it just to know, just to know what the animal wants, you know, just to interact with the animal better. And I think, you know, that's a good thing because if we could all do that, how much happier would our animals be, you know? Oh, my just, gosh. Yes. And so, you know, I know that, like, when I'm, like, talking to, you know, past loved ones and stuff like that, the mm-hmm. human ones, right, I know that sometimes there's, like, a common theme that I get mm-hmm. a lot, you know what I mean? It's mm-hmm. like, oh, they're wanting this message usually comes up, you know, a lot mm-hmm. or more frequently, I think. So yeah. is there a message when you're communicating, um, especially with the live animals that mm-hmm. you get, like, very often? Because maybe that someone is listening, it, you know, could mm-hmm. be using this for their pet. Like, they could be like, oh, yeah, that I can totally see that what's going on with my pet, because I'm not sure if you noticed that. Um, let me think, because they all seem to different, like all the appointments I've got this weekend are all different mm-hmm. um, and they're all different behaviours, but generally there's a message behind the behaviours. So, you know, if your animal, um, let me see, if you've got an animal that you've had and, you know, you don't have past trauma because when you're dealing with at rescue animals, like I deal with a lot, there's a lot of trauma there from what people have done to them. And so um, they have to deal with their trauma first, but It's amazing when you see how much love. I guess the underlying message for all the animals is teaching us humans how to love and how to forgive because animals don't hold grudges. You know, they would love their abuser to the day they die because that's what they're there for. I'm trying to show you love. Um, And when they pass, they haven't left you. As you know, you see them, you feel them, they're around. They don't ever leave you. Um, it's only ever a temporary separation. So um, I feel that uh, what the animals have taught me in my experience, I mean, other people might have other experiences, but they, they, their main focus in life is just really to teach us how to love, to love properly and to how to forgive and let go because they're the two main things that most humans are lacking in life, whether they want to acknowledge it or not. So, oh, <laughs> oh my God. That's what and I would I feel. Have- I love that. Oh my gosh. And so um, I have another question too, is, Mm -hmm. you know, is there one reading or one time when you connect to the animal that really stands out like a time that was like either really funny or crazy? Do you have one of those stories that you could share with us? Oh, I've got so many. Where do I start? I try to pick up my own animals um, because I don't, you know, uh, you know, but there are, there's one actually that I use sometimes as a like training people or to tell them to, you really need to just pull through everything you see, hear and feel. And that can be very confronting for some people because you think, I'm not going to say that. I'm not going to say that. But there was this one, um, one time, band camp, this one, <laughs> one, one animal. Um, I won't go into too much details about the human or the animal, but I just kept feeling the animal was passed and I just kept feeling 
sunflowers, kept seeing sunflowers and everything I'd do the day, because I set my intention long before I speak to the animal. So it's not an, you know, shock, like, oh, you're talking to me. It's like, oh, yeah, got your message prior type thing. Oh, so that's it's just, awesome. Yeah, I don't want to scare them. Like, I mean, I'm very high energy and I know a lot of animals aren't. So I just want to try to balance that out. Especially um, if they're not used to someone talking to them. Right? Because some people, some animals, oh, that gives me another story. Okay. Oh, go ahead. <laughs> yeah, yes. we love Okay, do this one quickly and the other one. Um, so sunflowers, sunflowers, sunflowers. And I'm like, I don't like, I don't like sunflowers. I went to the shop and I saw sunflowers. I'm like, I've got to, I just felt like I had to buy them for my house. And then when I was doing the connection, because this is prior to making the connection to the animal, and I, I do the connection first because I want to speak to the animal. I don't want to pull through psychically what the owner thinks. I want to speak to the animal and get the information. And then I just kept seeing sunflowers and this, this pet was running through sunflowers. I'm like, what does sunflowers mean? And then I'm like, oh, that's the month of August. Oh, it died in the month of August. And I thought that in itself was, that's pretty cool. Then I spoke to the owner and I'm like, okay, this is going to sound crazy, but I had to buy sunflowers today. Your animal keeps pushing through sunflowers and she started crying. And I'm like, oh, my God, what? <laughs> you know, you just think, what's going on? And that was her symbol for her brother who had passed. Sunflowers. And I'm like, oh my gosh. And so from the whole, like pretty much the whole communication, that was the one thing she needed. And that was the one thing the pet told her. Like there was all of this other stuff, but the, the rest of the stuff was kind of like a blur to now oh. I know they're safe. You know, like that's kind of, and you don't know, you don't know what evidence the animal's going to pull through. Like, and I'm not one to like, mm-hmm. I want to check like, what color was your ball? What did you eat? Like, that's to me. They know that that's 3D stuff and they may bring it through, but I don't think it's as important to them as it is to the humans. I bring through what the animal wants. That's my job. Um, and you then know, I'm just oh, now realizing the appointment yeah. right before I came on here with you, yeah. um, she wanted mediumship and I was kind of past loved ones, but it was actually one of her um, past dogs that came through that she yeah. really, really wanted to talk to. And so now, and it was the exact same thing. Mm. Like everything that yeah. he brought forward had to do with like this personality and how they were together and memories yep. of them together. And I, I, I totally agree with you. It's, it's mm. that, that really makes a difference. You know, that's it. Yeah. And so often they will bring through a memory or, you know, they, what's their favorite thing to do? And even live animals, what's, if they say, what's their favorite thing to do? And as a human, you think I'll be playing ball or going in the car. No, it's being with you because that's how they can really be with you, that you are their entire life, whereas they're not our entire life. And so there's a bit of a difference in perspective there. Um, but there's another, that another case, this is really funny when, um, an owner asked me to speak to a, it was a living pet and there was a few issues and she this owner wanted to know what how the animal feels about going deaf and you know because lately it was an older dog going deaf it happens and I remember saying you know mama wants to know about going deaf and the, the animal turned around and went what what <laughs> didn't I <laughs> didn't know it was going deaf it's fine it's a little bubble and it's like <laughs> Oh no. Oh no, I bursted its bubble. <laughs> oh my gosh, that is the funniest thing. It like, just did not know. And it's because you don't, I guess you, because I have two deaf dogs and two hearing dogs. So for me, like deaf and hearing is normal. You just use sign language or you just put it out. Um, yeah, but the dog was just like, what? 
Oh my God. I have, um, I actually, um, went to like a workshop or whatever, just listened to this animal communicator. And then she also talks about how sometimes dogs have like different accents. You know what I mean? They have different personalities and you can hear that while communicating with them. Have you noticed that? Yes, I have. And I feel like I've, especially with one, there was a cat and had this weird accent and I sort of relayed that to the owner. And, you know, obviously they can't really resonate with that all the time, but then I've had, uh, practicing communicators practice on my pets and I didn't tell her where I was from and she said your dog has like an Australian accent and I'm like well that's because we're in Australia so yeah they 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 can and sometimes it's for our benefit so they it's kind of like the, our head is a TARDIS and translates <laughs> everything oh my God. so yeah have you noticed, like, I know I don't have any pets myself and that kind of stuff. So I do kind of go by sometimes like the stereotypes where, you know, cats think they're all that, you know, dogs are all lovable. I've heard that horses are stuck up. Like, have you noticed differences <laughs> between the species? Yeah. Yes and no. So we've, um, I find that cats and horses are very spiritual animals and very in tune with your energy. All animals are in tune, but those two in particular, oh man, you can't hide anything from them. Um, And cats can be, I guess it depends on the cat too, like all humans where all we have all different personalities and you shouldn't stick to, oh, well, this breed um, likes to run because I know so many animals, you know, um, I'll I'll use a Sharpay, a couple of Sharpays, People are scared of them because they look, when they're older, they can look a bit scary. But that when I connected to them, it was just, they felt like big teddy bears and apparently that's what they were like. So, um, but yes, I know what you mean because cats are more independent as a rule. Um, dogs can be a little bit needy because they, they, they just, they do love. Um, and horses, yeah, they, see, all the horses I've spoken to have been so different. And then one living horse. Yeah, it's so different. And then there was one time this living horse, an older horse, um, showed me three horses for the owner. And I knew she only had two. And I said, are you getting another horse? No, no. Uh, Okay, well, I just kept seeing three horses. And then this horse eventually passed. And then she got another horse. And then she. it was kind of like, and I knew it was a female horse. And so... um, that horse knew it was kind of like he's actually set it up before he passed because he knew he was Mm. passing so it's it's just you know not all of them are like that but some of them are and yeah it's really interesting really interesting I even seen a cow on your website so have you communicated with the cow and like other species and farm animals yeah Yeah, so we can hear hear your rooster I think it is yeah (laughs) so it's morning time and it's you probably hear the animals soon because it'll be feed time soon my husband will feed them um so yeah we have roosters and geese and ducks and cows and so the cow on my website is emma so emma is um the reason why i started the sanctuary and it was she actually kicked a lot off for me you know they they expected her to die because she was she was attacked by dogs wild dogs um, she was premature, attacked by wild dogs. Her tail was ripped off. She had exposed bone. She was had infections from that. She had bite marks all over her. The, the vets were like, you know, obviously trying to do their best. They're great vets. Um, but they're like, not sure. And I just like, no, she's going to live. Like, I just felt her energy. Like, no, I'm doing it. Like, I'm going to, you know. Um, she has since passed, but she was five when she passed. And, I, like, I'm feeling it was, like, genetic or something. And. But it wasn't 
it wasn't from that sort of thing. It was she lived a long life and she taught me a lot. And she was the, the calmest cow. Like we could get right underneath her and people were like, oh, you shouldn't do that with a cow. But like, it's Emma. And, you know, like, I don't know, she just taught us so much. And, yeah, so I've got um, six cows at the moment. Um, sheep, oh, my God, sheep. There was an incident where one of my sheep, um, she had an injury and she was pregnant. and the vet was like, she wasn't responding to any antibiotic for her. She had a wound on her and it just wasn't getting better. And the vet was like, as soon as she gives birth, you're going to have to put her down because you're not going to get her better. Like, you know, there's nothing we can do. So I was in constant communication with her and I'm like, well, this is what the vet said. You know, is this what you want? And she's like, I don't want to leave my babies. I don't want to leave my babies. And I'm like, okay, but you know, you're not getting better and I don't know what to do. And, and then I'd be driving to the city and I'd, feel like I'd need to stretch my leg out like it was really hurting and I'd call my husband like can you just keep an eye on her today because I'm feeling like her leg's hurting and she's like he said she's doing that exact thing on the lawn as we speak like she's stretching her leg out um and yeah so she and then what we I, I was just like meditating on it and thinking okay girl what am I going to do with this sheep because she doesn't leave her um her babies and she gave birth and I'm like oh my god and then I thought oh just like could dropped in you know how just the info just comes into you yeah and there was this natural me- um remedy like this clay this certain clay that my family had used for years I don't even know why I hadn't even thought of it and we put patches on it over and over and over and it took a few months and it cleared right up and I kept doing energy healing on her as well because I do that um and her babies are taller than her now. At least we're talking about a few years later. She's walking around 100% okay. So not that I would recommend going against vet advice, but in that situation, her feelings were very strong and I could feel them very strong. I'm like, I'm listening to her. And, you know, there's been other animals where I've, I've sort of said it's time, like it's time to go. She's had enough. Um, and then that's what's happened. But you can, yeah. It can be. It's a lot of responsibility. Yeah. Yeah, Use your intuition. You understand. And I think that was like more like a rare, you know what I mean, kind of experience. That's like, that's Mm. amazing. It's an incredible happy ending. I absolutely love it. Oh, yeah. But also, you made a good point too, because I also think Mm. another reason why maybe, you know, you got that insight and ended up being accurate, not only because of your connection with her and that kind of Mm -hmm. thing, and, you know, your ability to, you know, be an animal communicator, but you are also like, you do Reiki also on animals. You do that because isn't that like a separate kind of training or, or you have to feel a little bit different. Can you tell us about that? Yeah. So it's all working with the energy and, you know, your chakras and all that sort of stuff. And it's kind of like the, the healing goes through you. It's not from you. And that's very important because you don't want to get drained. Um, and, you know, I have like a little healing bed set up um, at the moment. And I also have my little crystals underneath. But it ultimately, this is how I see it. And I, I know this is probably going a little bit against my training, but it, ultimately healing is love because, and that's what animals are here to teach us as well. So it's kind of like, they're. Te- I feel like they're teaching us how to love and then how to give healing because you'll notice with animals when other animals are sick they'll go sit next to them they'll do their own form of healing energy healing and um i used to, i have a duck she's still with us actually and if there's a sick chicken or whatever she'll go and sit next to them and so i feel like as humans are just catching on to this whole energy healing because a lot of the energy you know energy needs to flow otherwise it's blocked and it's stagnant and you know pool of water goes 
gross if it's left and not flowing. Yeah. Same with our energy. We have to keep it going. We can't keep things stuck in our energy. Um, our emotions are just energies fl- flowing. So we have to, and animals have that too. Animals that have trauma in their past as well, they'll keep energy stuck. And a good um, tip to do if you do have an animal that has had trauma is they animals uh, acknowledge colours, but not in the way that, you know, we do. It's the vibration of the colour. So they will actually show you where they need to go if you have coloured bedding or whatnot they'll have a favorite because they actually vibrate with that color because everything's energy vibration so um over the dog crates i'll have you know like an orange blanket so they can feel that the energy from the orange i know that sounds really far out there but so i sort of combine everything i sort of don't stick strictly to just reiki because i combine like you know i've done also angelic healing and um color therapy and all that so i sort of Mm. like combine it and sort of i feel what they want like I just sort of feel like okay this is how we're going to do it do we need to call on the angels do we need to just have pure energy um healing like just yeah sorry does that answer your question oh, <laughs> like gosh, I went a little yes. rant then <laughs> and yeah I, I was like listening because you also brought up like a good point in the, in the beginning you were talking about how you know like animals have chakras Yes. Like, isn't that what you were saying? Like, do they have, yes. like, I know we have like seven main chakras, like yes. 114 all together, um, but theirs are just like a little bit different or are they pretty similar? They are fairly similar. They have the, the seven, but they also have the eight. So we have the soul star chakra, whereas they have the brachial chakra. So that one is sort of around here and that is the one that connects um, humans and animals. And so sometimes that can be a little bit, and that could be a disconnect in your relationship. So you can clear that and then that can clear, um, you know, your energy and, and or your relationship and help you move forward, both of you, not just the animal and them. Because sometimes, you know, if you've had an animal that's put you through a lot of work, sometimes you as a human not knowing it can have a little bit of resentment to that animal. And so if you need to like clear that because, you know, they feel that and they could put that block up. It's like, well, I'm not, why would I work hard for you if you're just resenting me and so um, then they can hold that energy there so um, yeah they do and it's it's just you know you know how you do sweep you sweep and sort of energy and reiki I do that with the animals I've got one animal at the moment and we do I say we because as a family we do it a reiki with him because he's he last year was had bone cancer oh. and um, so his leg was amputated. He went through chemo and now he's on like this experimental, something that I wanted to do for him pro- in the very beginning, but I wanted to go through traditional to say I've done that and give him the best chance. But the whole way through, we've been doing Reiki and energy healing and just like sweeping anything. And not long ago, the vet actually went up to my husband because he generally does the vet trips because he's home more. And they said, any other dog would be dead. We don't actually know how he's still alive. Wow. So, you know, it, a lot of that's got to do with their will as well, um, how quickly we acted and just I always say sheer love is keeping that dog alive. <laughs> like, oh, my God. What else could it be? Yeah. yeah. And I just want to make sure too, like you mentioned, you said something about the, one of the chakras and I believe you pointed to the back of your neck. That is the chakra on like a dog or cat, yeah. you know, that um, is connected to humans. Mm-hmm. that connects to humans the brachial chakra yeah oh wow and then yeah. my other question is too like i've heard this before and i'm not sure this is like a myth or not but i've actually heard too that like dogs like absorb energy or whatever that yeah. from their humans you know what i mean mm-hmm. or take on their issues have you yep. had experience with that yep um this is actually 
it's really interesting. So sometimes they can come out in behaviours, sometimes they can come out in sickness. So animals will try and because if they're animal, if they're human, their world is sick or upset. Their main thing is to take it off you and try, but then sometimes they don't release properly and they hold it. So you often find animals that will have um, the same sickness as the human, and sometimes that will actually be keeping the human alive because they're trying to take as much as they can. Um, and also, like I, I said to my friend yesterday, because her animal's been having problems with his ears now there's no reason for him to have problems with his ears he's been to the vets two different vets it's getting better now and I said to her yesterday don't shoot me just you know hear me out but is there an issue in your household where someone's not getting listened to they're not being heard and like there's a there's a block there because I'm feeling that this has something to do with not being listened to and I feel like because she's the closest to the pet perhaps her and I don't want to like, because I don't want to say anything bad, but do you know what I mean? Like that can actually happen. It's like, this is the only way I can show you what I can see in your life. So, yeah. Um, and yeah, so I have like seen that happen, like with sickness. Um, touch what I haven't happened personally, because, you know, I'm pretty much on like something's wrong with that pet or, you know, so, um, or I've noticed, but I do have a dog that with me my energy has to be right because the minute my energy is off I can see it in him and he will be naughty and um you know if I think because he when he came here he ended up being actually the dog that is going through the treatment now that then is now we call him the tripod because he's now got three legs um yeah he's really he loves it though that's the thing when he lost his leg it wasn't actually a big deal like he was like oh thank god that pain's gone it sounds weird, but he and he just got up from surgery and just kept walking. And that it was definitely it was hard to keep him quiet. Like <laughs> you're not meant oh to be running. <laughs> it's really bad. Um, but yeah, he was just like, nah, cool, whatever. And but if I'm upset or angry or you know, because something peed me off that day, he'll pick up on it and then he'll reflect that back to me. So um I'm just wow. hoping that, you know, he hasn't taken on cancer for us because you know that could happen my husband has had sun cancers cut out of him and then this dog has had bone cancer and I'm like is there some sort of you know I don't know yes. <laughs> could be. Oh my God. like I can talk to you forever but I'm just curious if you had to offer like one piece of advice or one kind of message that like every pet owner you know what I mean should do should try you know that kind of thing um what comes to your mind one thing that I think all animal, all pet animals, all pet owners should try is just trying to see how you receive. You know, just sort of put it out there. You don't even have to speak the words because animals don't need your words. You just put it out there because once you think something or say something, you've already visualized it, whether you notice or not. Whether you're thinking of a memory, you're seeing it in your mind. Like there's, it just goes hand in hand. So I would just put out and just say, "Is there anything you want to show me?" and you'll find that they'll actually start showing you, you know, whether it's the food or I would just we go sit to the window because it wants to go out for walks more, um, you know, and that's how you could start being noticing what they're saying because they're already saying something and you're already connected. So just see if, um, if you can, how you receive it. You may feel it. You may just know it. You may see an image pop up. 
you may, and you may not get anything, but then all of a sudden you're just doing it. So it could be, you know, anything. So, but yeah, just, I would just try and see if you can feel what your animals um, loves most or wants you to know about your life. Oh my God. And I love that too, because I love the example that you gave because you can always try talking to your pet and then seeing too, if they, they move or they behave differently, or if they yeah. do something like almost like practice and say like, Hey, you know, if you can hear me or whatever, go by the window or do this yeah. or something like that, you know, just yeah. play around with it. And like you said, That's it. try and see, you know, how it comes to you. That's it. That. And, yeah. And don't get discouraged if they do nothing at the beginning, because they may not be used to you actually because even though you are connected, it may actually be a bit of a shock going, oh, now you want me to do something. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you know, but not in a, a, a bad way. It's like, and that just may take them a little bit of use, getting used to you speaking to them. So it's not that they're, if you put something out, it's not that they're not listening or haven't heard. They just be like, hang on. <laughs> what am I doing? Yeah, exactly. Because if you haven't been heard, like, I feel um, you have to put into yeah. consideration too your dog, cat, whatever's personality as well. You know, what exactly. I mean? Like, if you yeah. have a stubborn one, then they're probably going to be like, oh, now you want to talk to me. Exactly. <laughs> you know? Which would be my animals, most of mine. But then you'll get other people like, oh my God, she just spoke to me. You know? <laughs> yes, yes. Okay. I'm going to do that because a couple of times I have tried yeah. talking to the living dogs and stuff like that. And they don't, I'm like, I'm like, I go, I go to my friend's two dogs. I'm like, if you can hear me. And then what did I say? I was like blink twice or yawn or something like yeah. that. I'm like, if you can hear me. And then like, one of them just looked up at me. Yeah. They didn't do anything. And then I was just like, can you hear me? Show me. Yeah. That <laughs> was I never his even thought about how they are receptive, you know, receiving yeah. it. You know what I mean? And like their own personalities, yeah. you know, or they could be tired, not want to talk, you know, yeah. all those things like, like little humans, you know, like, they get headaches too as well. So I think people don't think animals get headaches, but, you know, horses get headaches because sometimes the bit annoys them in the mouth and they get headaches. Dogs just get headaches as well. Um, wow. But also going back to how they, like, may react. Is, imagine if we got online together and, you, and I said, hello, now can you hear me yawn? And you'd be like, sorry, do I know you? <laughs> but, you know, it's that sort of thing. Like it's just you got to send love to them too. And um, But, yeah, it's all just, you know, practice and don't put too much pressure on yourself. I need to have that image in my head now forever. Just like, okay, record, you're on. Yeah. <laughs> just like standing there like, what? I'm, wait, I, 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 yeah. I, don't, I don't know. I, I don't know what to say. Like, that is so funny. Oh, my gosh. So I fell in love with you. I know a lot oh, of listeners you. have fallen in love with you too. So how can we find you? How can we reach out to you? Um, okay, so I have a website. So it's www.connecttoanimals.com or Facebook. Um, again, Facebook Connect to Animals or Nicole Elizabeth Animal Communicator. Yeah, I think you have to put up Nicole Elizabeth Animal Communicator. Otherwise, other things, <laughs> people on OnlyFans will pop up and it's not me. Uh, <laughs> I'll make but, sure to put the links in the show notes too so you can just go right to it then. Yeah, that might be better. <laughs> Yes. Yeah. Oh my God. I had so much fun. I just want to thank, thank you, you so much for sharing all of your insight and your fun stories. And I actually oh, have to have you on again too, because I didn't get to do half of my questions because. Oh is, yeah, definitely. Let's do it again. So fascinating. I think. So, <laughs> thank you so much, thank Nicole. You. And thank you everyone for listening and we'll talk to you soon. Thanks everyone.